So basically in 2017, our marriage came to a screeching halt and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, this is it, it's divorce. Like I was, I thought our marriage was for sure over. But he texted, he's like, hey, I don't, I'm sure I know the answer, but would you be willing to come to this Hope Restored with me? Yeah, it was really cool. And it was there that we learned these life-saving, well, Mm -hmm. marriage-saving tools. Welcome to the True North Podcast, Andrea. We're so honored to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. It's been kind of an exciting, we've had a chance to talk kind of offline about some of the things that we're going to talk about today. And I'm really excited about the topics and Mm -hmm. just your unique perspective on these things to share with our listeners. So again, yeah, thanks so much for coming. And you're a busy parent. You've got so much on the go. So we appreciate you taking time Mm -hmm. out of your schedule for this. I am so delighted. And yeah, these topics are all very (laughs) passionate and dear to my heart. So Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Just a reminder to our listeners, if you enjoy the content of this episode, we want to invite you to like and subscribe this video and stay tuned for more uh, important and impactful content. Now, uh, so we're friends uh, on Instagram and to some degree in real life. We haven't seen each other a lot over the last mm-hmm. few years, but we were part of a church together uh, probably about 14, 15 years ago. But one of the things that I've always really appreciated about your Instagram account, which is where I see some of the stuff that you post, is how, how honest you are. Mm-hmm about your life and your marriage and all that goes with it. Um, I feel like there's a taboo about a lot and we're going to get into some of the taboos in this conversation, but I feel like there's some things that we just don't talk about because you just want to pretend like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Especially on Especially social on, media. on social media because even in real life, we try and put our best foot forward. Mm-hmm. I always joke about it at church, like those front two doors that you walk through are like a magic portal mm. and you might be shouting at each other on the way to church and telling your kids <laughs> to, I swear, if you say one more thing, I'm going to, and then you walk through the door and you're like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Bible underhand, like everything's fine I know. it's like a magic portal and and that's a problem yeah because most people are driving up with all sorts of challenges and problems and mm-hmm. situations that are strangling them so i've really appreciated you mm. being brave enough to be like actually things are not always okay mm-hmm. and things are not all right and you've kind of talked about like your marriage in that regard mm-hmm. also being really open and honest about what it takes to make a marriage work Mm -hmm. what it takes to actually do your part to make mistakes to learn from them and all that sort of thing so let me just first ask you how did you like where did you get the like courage to be that authentic in front of people does it does it not scare you are you you worried people are gonna talk about you or gossip like where did you get that kind of strength to do that um Definitely. Before I post, I usually have a little bit of like, do I want to do this? And then after I post, I'll have that, you know, vulnerability hangover and right. want to delete it. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> and then, um, and, but every time something good comes from it, yeah, and I, I I'm not exaggerating, every single time I'll have a couple um, or, or a, a spouse from a couple reach out and say, hey, I really need that. Can we meet for coffee? My husband and I are struggling. Wow. Um I had one girl um, want to get together and she just was crying, just saying, I've always seen you and Derek as, and this was kind of when I was first um, divulging a bit more uh, vulnerable details. And um, 
And I think we should say to the listeners, like, not too vulnerable. You want it right. not you're air not dirty all over laundry. The yeah. Yeah. So and you're just... not fighting with your spouse through. The... No. Some people do that, right? They're <laughs> yes. like, my spouse is such an idiot, and this is why. Oh, and the guy's reading it on his like, phone afterwards. To yeah. Watch those. Um, but just fighting the. Um, pull to show your highlight reel and um and that's just something i will actively always rebel against because one people aren't drawn to perfection they don't feel and yet we're all trying to be portray ourselves it's the stupidest rat race in the world yeah i'm like we're trying to achieve something that nobody else wants to be around yes (laughs) exactly and so for the longest time um I would sit in these Bible studies and be like, oh yeah, for sure. Like this is, this is the same marriage I have. And meanwhile, I'm like, I don't know if Derek and I are going to make it. Mm. And, um, and so I opened up to a girlfriend about that and she just started crying. She said, my husband and I are in trouble too. And I always saw you and Derek as like this iconic couple in the church, especially like when you're in the ministry. So I'd be on stage and music leading worship and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Sunday school teacher. And so we looked like the perfect, um, match. And so for that, just to kind of come crumbling down to her and, and then that was kind of my awakening moment is, wow, this is helpful that, we don't have it all together and that we're prepared to walk alongside other couples who don't and hey let's figure this out together yeah and even now we're you know almost um well we've been together 20 years uh this january but married um we're i think married both in 2004 so 19 years um this year and we're still not experts um but we're just willing to say, Hey, here's what's worked for us. Here's what's definitely not worked. (laughs) And, um, we, you know, strong red flashing signals to not go in that direction. But, um, yeah, just, I get really excited and I have obviously a passion now to, um, help couples, uh, because often your expertise comes from your experience. And so, um, again, never yeah. will feel comfortable calling myself an expert in this. And, um, but it just breaks my heart to see, we had a couple in the church just announced out of nowhere that they're getting divorced. And I, I was like, mm. how did none of us know this? Right. And that's how it happens, right? Yeah. Everyone is shocked as if nothing was wrong Yeah. because they had this veneer on the outside because they yeah. felt like they had to look like they had it all together. Yeah. I've done tons of marriage counseling both pre-marriage and Mm. during marriage counseling. And the one thing I can say about the marriage counseling that I've done is 90% of the people who come to me came too late. Yes. That's what therapists actually say as well. Like I would say that if they would have come to me one, two, three, five years earlier, we would have had a 10 times better chance of tackling this. But when those wounds have already cut so deep and the Mm -hmm. defense mechanisms are kicked in and there's been such a catalog of remember when you did this and remember when you did that and it's gone so deep that it's almost impossible to break. And and yeah, I, I... so tell me just a little bit about, uh, you told, so this was years ago. This was like 16 years ago. We were at a party and we were talking about something and you said something that completely shocked me, but I found interesting. You said that having your first child saved your marriage. Okay. <laughs> do you remember saying that? I Maybe do. it was tongue in cheek. I don't know. But no. Do you remember, I do you remember do. that conversation? Yes, 100%. Tell me what you meant by that or tell us what you meant by that. Um, yeah. So, um, I got pregnant, um, a year and a bit into our marriage and, um, Derek had said 
he didn't even want to think or even talk about thinking of having kids for another five to 10 years. So then somehow I get pregnant and, um, and I had to tell him and, and I remember sitting there taking the pregnancy test and Derek and I have just had, like, we were that couple that you would hear in the apartment next door like oh they're yelling again <laughs> we've stopped our car and I've gotten out and watched I'm sure like Chatham Ken is just like oh gosh <laughs> there's that couple again so that was us yeah. and I'm like we um so I'm I'm in the Walmart bathroom um taking a pregnancy test and on my break at work I'm working at Bell World for back then 10 bucks an hour right. and um and it's positive. And, but before it had turned positive, I, I said, you know, if this isn't, I, I don't think I can stay. If this wow. is, if this is negative, I'm out. Can't keep doing this. And so then, yeah, it's positive. And, um, so I came home and I told Derek and, um, he's like, do you mind if I leave? And for any <laughs> other couple, that would have been like, the worst thing you could say, but I knew Derek, he is an internal processor yeah, and he needed that time. So, yeah. um, so he goes and he actually goes to our, our good friend, Eric. And, um, he airs just like a really wise friend that always, anytime Derek went there, I was like, yes, like he'll come back fixed. And sure. so he sure enough went to Eric's came back and he, he, um, just gave me a hug and he said, you know, any, boy can make a baby, but it takes a man to raise a child, the lyrics of that song. And he stepped out to the plate. Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, we did uh, a lot of counseling and very rocky, rough waters. Like it was sure. not... It wasn't then, all fixed in that moment. No, but no. the point is that we leaned into yes. um, that pain, if you can call it pain, and to be sensitive to the listeners, like whether it was a miscarriage or infertility or unplanned pregnancy, all of those, it's just whatever, that's all suffering or pain or yeah. some element of, um, un, you know, shock to your planned life. And so if you lean into that, hey, God, like, how can you use this to make me a better person, to yeah. make Derek a better person? Um, then he always does show up. He's never not willing to help us make <laughs> be better humans. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's so true. And that's so cool that you're willing to kind of just be honest about that part of your story. There's an old, uh, metaphor, uh, that it's like a Chinese metaphor, all about a, 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 a teacup that's been broken and shattered and then pieced back together. And then when you put a light in the middle of that teacup, the light shines through the cracks. Mm. So it was well, in those moments of brokenness that now the light of Jesus and the light of the gospel shines through because God brought redemption mm -hmm. in a story that was that was so broken that you guys didn't know what was going to happen. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's just interesting to how creative God is because nobody would tell you that the solution mm -hmm. to a rocky kind of first couple years <laughs> yeah. of marriage is to have a baby, uh, right? right? No one in their right <laughs> mind would ever say that. Right. But sometimes God can use like all things. That's a promise in scripture, right? All things work together yes. for the good of those who love him. Yeah. And that I feel like every time I think about that part of your story, I feel like that's just that verse with capital letters around mm -hmm. it because God used what seems like the wrong thing mm -hmm. to finally get, put you guys on the right track. Yeah. So you've kind of been honest about your journey and about therapy. And, and I think what's neat about talking about this part of life and marriage is it kind of demystifies uh, a lot of people's perceptions. 
I've always believed, and I don't know what you think, but I believe everybody needs therapy. Like yes. it's, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds weird to say that everybody agree. needs a shrink, but I, like, uh, and that's a pejorative term, but like everybody needs somebody to talk through what's going on in their lives. And oftentimes a good friend can fill that role, but sometimes mm-hmm. you need someone with a little bit of experience and a little bit of perspective to yeah. help you do that. So how long have you guys often on seen someone to help you work through that part of your marriage or the different parts of your marriage? Yeah, so we went into therapy in year four of our marriage, and okay. we are still in it now, Fair and enough. we love it. And and our day one of our, our therapist said exactly what you said that she said eighty five percent of the people that come and see me, it's too late for them. Mm. So she commended us for coming when it wasn't too yes. late. Although we mentioned divorce constantly, <laughs> but neither of us clearly had meant it. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, so we are just huge advocates of of therapy and um. And of destigmatizing, like you said, going to therapy. And so I'm very open even at work. I'm like, oh yeah, my therapist was just telling right. me. And um, normalizing that phrase, that yeah. sentence. Yeah. So what have you found that's most helpful about it? Like, because I, I, I really believe that many marriages could benefit immensely from just going for a tune-up even mm-hmm. or a weekend or something like that. Because ultimately marriage takes work, right? Yeah. Like we really don't believe that when we say that in our vows. We're like, I'm willing to work together for this and that, you know, through the good times and the bad times. Yeah. But it does take work. And part of that work is emotional work. Yeah. So how, what would you say are like the benefits of therapy? What have you found helpful? What are, what are the things that you're like, yeah, this is actually improved for us? Right. Okay. Well, just in general speaking, anything, and it's also the, also the very frustrating thing about therapy, is that your therapist will most likely say things that you have said to say Mel. Right. And Mel's like, wow, I've never thought of that. <laughs> and you're sitting there and you're like, I said, that. I said that. So, so we can hear, and I can hear things from my therapist yeah. that I can't hear from Derek. Because yeah. I'm way too emotionally attached yeah. and involved with Derek. And I, my ego is so, you know. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I know. It's just a me problem. But anyhow, and so... So we can hear things, really great advice yeah. and all of the expertise, but even, but even if it's, um, so even if it's just that, that is really helpful. Um, I think a good therapist, every therapist we've gone to has, um, said, okay, Derek, what did you hear Andrea say? Right. And that is something that even if that's all that happened in therapy yep. is so valuable. And I think just in general taking you know, any relationship, we want to feel heard and understood. And so, and then she says, is that right, Andrea? And which is the key step in that. Yeah. And so to say, um, yeah, either like either, yeah, that's exactly, or well, like maybe a little bit more of this and not so much that. And so in general feeling heard and, um, and then the hope of the mm. tools that yeah. the therapists will give you. Um, and I can talk about one of them because I think it's it's really actually saved our marriage. Okay. Um, this one tool. Um, it's not boxing gloves, is it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, so, yeah, just the hope that the tools, whether you use them or not, at least you have the hope that at least we have a strategy because mm. we came to therapy and she said, okay, like what's brought you here? And we like we don't know how to fight. Like it's just, there's no boxing gloves. It's like bloody knuckles. Right. So like we need anything. So, um, just to leave and be like, okay, now we've got some tools on our tool belt. We'll get better at using them, but 
it's just the hope when you don't have that and you're just like we've tried this we're now on this yeah. you know merry-go-round that we've been on this automatic scripts that we're on every time I, I know what Derek's gonna say in a fight and he knows how I'm gonna respond right. and and so it's just feel it felt so hopeless so often mm. and and so every time we go to therapy, it's just like this. Okay, yes, reminders. Wow. Even at this point now, it's like often like, okay, well, Andrea, like you know what to do. Like, what yeah. should you have said? And I'm like, I know. Right. <laughs> um, a little bit of accountability. For it's accountability. Like, yeah. yeah, we'll joke with each other. Like right. I'm like, I th- I think it was yesterday or the day before. Derek had like a not there like a jokingly but I'm like oh Derek I'm gonna have to tell John this yeah. in our next session. <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um we joke that we're like John like you know that you're in our house like you we have a relationship it's the three of us that's funny <laughs> but um but yeah so one tool yeah. is um is something called the fear cycle that we learned and we learned it at hope restored at focus on the family we went to so basically in 2017 our marriage came to a screeching halt and i was like i can't do this anymore mm. um and i said you need to leave so very brokenheartedly mm. he left and we had a five-month separation and in that separation um interestingly what 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 made it end um was he said Derek had found um this basically it's like a marriage intensive and he said and I was like this is it it's divorce like I was I thought our marriage was for sure over but he texted he's like hey I don't I'm sure I know the answer but would you be willing to come to this hope restored with me Mm -hmm. I was like no absolutely not and I'll never forget I was driving to London had my music blasted and for some reason it was like just just tell Derek you'll consider the hope restored like call him and just get some more information mm-hmm. so I turn off the music I call Derek and I was like okay well just what's tell me a little bit more about this and so he tells me what I was like okay maybe maybe then it the only reason I was open in my mind that I thought um was so that I could tell my kids later that I tried everything, everything. and and so even with kind of leaning towards, okay, maybe I'll do this. So then he tells me the price and it was really expensive. I was like, okay, then for sure. No. So said no again. Anyhow, third time, um, God put it on my heart. And so I called him back a couple of weeks later and I was like, okay, I think, I think I'll I'll do this. And it was just nothing short of just God, like knocking at my door, knocking at my door, like, please, can you just come to this? And so anyhow, so we go to this intensive and it was everything I promised to be 85% of the people that go, um, their marriage is restored. So wow, it's a really high, uh, rate. I've been to a pastor's version of that, uh, focus on the family initiative and it was amazing. So oh, I can imagine awesome. that the marriage one would be really cool too. Yeah, it was really cool. And it was there that we learned these life saving, well, marriage saving, mm-hmm. um, tools. And, um, f- so yeah, for anyone listening, um, because I, this is kind of our go-to, what we share is that, and it's in every single fight, we notice this pattern. The fear cycle, is that this what you This fear it? cycle, yeah. And so generally speaking, every reaction I have, it's I've most, and I really don't like this buzzword triggered. Um, so, right. but triggered or your button has pushed. Yeah. And, and in general, you have... Um, 
had your greatest fear. So if you, everyone just thinks, what is my biggest fear in life? Is it, is it being invaluable? Is it being rejected? Yeah. Is it being a failure or not enough or inadequate? There's all these different fears and, um, you can look it up on the hoperestored.ca website. And so then Derek, you know, could say something or do something that, so I'll be, I'll be open. My biggest one is rejection. So Derek can do something as little as, you know, we'll be driving and I can grab his hand and he could at the total coincidence need to have put two hands on the steering wheel. And so Mm -hmm. pull away and I'll be like, my heart, he hates me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like what, what did I, and I'll, I'll start going through my brain. What did I do? Like, why doesn't he want to hold hands and I'll feel hurt. And meanwhile, he's just driving happy go lucky. He has no No idea idea that I'm spinning out on the inside. Yeah. And so then I'll re if I'm not cognizant, I'll react. Now I'll know and, right. and I'm I'm kind of primed to understand what's happening. But um and that would be tip number two, <clears throat> identify your physiological reaction. So what's happening when mm. your fear has um been like triggered. your heart starts to beat faster, your yeah. throat feels tight, like Maybe your you clench your fist. Heavy. Yeah. yeah. Um, do your thoughts start racing? Right. And so so then but if it once when you're not constant, you just we automatically react. Yeah. And and I I may have said something like, um, you know, I don't know what your problem is, like, and and then he'll be like, what? What did I do? And if he has a fear of say feeling inadequate or feeling like a failure, he'll be like, what? I I'm doing everything and yeah. and I can't even you know this is kind of a, a hypothetical situation. No, but it makes perfect this, sense. This variation used to happen all the time, and. And so then he would say like, oh my goodness, Andrea, like you're so needy. And I'm like, oh, I'm too much. He's rejecting me. I, he doesn't want, he doesn't like this needy version of me. And so then I'll trigger him because I've now triggered his fear of not being enough because he can't even drive without pissing me off somehow. Yeah. And so then we're just in this cycle. And those microaggressions become macroaggressions. It's like this yeah. ever escalating kind of series that nobody intended to get on in the first place. Yeah. In fact, in your story, it was a misunderstanding that started yeah. in the very first place. Yeah. And so, so with this. And in the end, someone's gotten out of the vehicle and walked home, right? <laughs> and Even though that's that how again. it started, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so to interrupt those cycles, like yeah. I said, you, you identify your physiological and you're like, okay, I've been triggered. And, um, we also, um, watch this podcast and, uh, or listen to this podcast. And the, um, the guy was saying, say to your wife, say to your spouse, I'm stupid. Even after being married for 20 years, I don't know what you mean. This is what I heard. And this is what right. I'm feeling. And so, you know, Derek could say in that situation, Hey, like I'm stupid. I don't know why letting go of your hand is making you cause, yeah. you know, react like this. Um, and 99.9% of the time, this just happened to us. Funny enough, we went out for dinner and could have very easily gotten into a fight. And I said, he, you know, he said something to me that I had said that bothered him. And I'm like, Oh, and, am I hearing that I, I embarrassed you? And, um, even though I had no intention of that, is this what you, is this what I'm hearing you say? He's just like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Done. Moving on. Crisis averted. Right. Because even though 
I could have been triggered like, oh, he's, he doesn't like me. He's, he's rejecting me. He's telling me something I've done that's wrong. He doesn't like me. No, it's not about me. It's mm. him telling me how something that I did made him feel. Um, and it's so, communication, right? Like it sounds so simple, but there, there's an old quote that the single greatest myth about communication is that it ever happens at all. <laughs> yeah. And it's true, right? Because you say, well, I've told you a thousand times. And the yeah. other person's like, I have never once heard you say what you're saying to me now. Because yes. what you say and what they hear are often two different things. Oh my goodness, Which yes. is tragic, but it's the reason why so many of these, what did, they, what did you call it, the fear cycle? Yes. I think I've heard somebody call something like it the crazy cycle, but fear cycle seems much more respectful and probably much more accurate <laughs> yeah. in something like this, yeah. in this kind of situation. And so I remember seeing a post that you gave once and it was like a, a year in review. It wasn't too long ago and you're like, uh, been to therapy, a year full of many wonderful things and also uh, conversations with our therapist that I got in the car and did the exact opposite of what he told me to do <laughs> on the way home. And then <laughs> yeah. my husband did it as soon as we got home. And you're kind of just honest about the fact that sometimes even if you have the tools that you need, yeah sometimes we're going to make mistakes anyways and you got to keep going you know the old adage two steps forward one step back but you're still making progress right yeah you're still fighting for it yeah and having self-compassion like i was saying like these are automatic scripts that you've right. most likely practiced for years right. and it's going to take some time to break that cycle and it really takes um your submitting your um or just laying down your ego yeah. pride and humbling yourself yeah. and we can only do that if we don't have um a self-esteem agenda which so the more you can grow as a person it's the biggest gift to your spouse mm -hmm. because i used to need to climb onto Derek, um you know um metaphorically speaking to bolster my self-esteem right and so then he's kind of squashed and i'm sitting on this pedestal and so now i can sit at centro and i can say oh that must have made you feel that way mm. even though i know i didn't have any sort of right. intentions to belittle him still owning what actually happened even if yeah. your intention wasn't to do that and then ironically you kind of get to sit a little taller because your husband he was so receptive and so like thank you yeah. so much for that and I felt like a really good wife. So yeah. then I'm like, and okay. So connection, your increased connection at that yeah. point as a married couple. I think it's so neat. Just the word, just to key back on a word that you used before, the word was hope. Like in the early mm -hmm. stages, the thing that got you through some of those tough moments and that gave you the the strengths and the grit and the determination to keep going, even though there were still some setbacks to come, is that there was, God had kind of spoken a sense and given you a vision of hope that it was possible mm -hmm. that you could make it through this. Mm-hmm. And so it almost makes me wonder, like, there's probably a lot of people listening right now whose marriages are not in great shape, mm. who, who maybe need to hear that, that no matter what has happened, God can still make something good out of a broken relationship. Oh, yeah. I mean, we joke and we're like, hey, if God can keep Derek and Andrew together, <laughs> like, you're welcome, world. <laughs> We've given you the worst case scenario. So, um, yeah. And without divulging all of our dirty laundry, we have been through, like, the unimaginable, the mm -hmm. the worst nightmare of every couple and, and have survived. And, of uh -huh. course, there's... Um, there's situations which I would want to, you know, preface this with, like, sometimes it's not safe to stay. And if it's so, abuse or yeah, something like that. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. I'm not against divorce um, in any way, but I do believe that we give up way too easily on marriages. And, and, um, and, and, and sometimes we don't give, sometimes there's couples that they're not contemplating divorce, but they've just 
they're just okay with a mediocre marriage. And this is why I believe, like you said, therapy is for everyone Mm -hmm. because let's, let's not just be roommates with our spouse. Let's thrive. Yeah. And think of how many couples are stuck in that roommate philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like Derek and I really enjoy each other's company Mm -hmm. and I, that hasn't, that doesn't just happen, especially when you're raising four kids and you know, you're in ministry and that demands a lot from you and all that you've got going on. And so, so I don't know. I just, I, I I didn't want to, um, one discover that who is this person when our kids move out. And I think you start getting there right with for sure teenagers. You're like, it's going to be just the two of us in, you know, the kids become your life. And then you wake up 20 years later and go, who is that person with the other couch? Yeah. And that terrified me. And, um, and I also, I, I'm just such an idealist and I, I'm a passionate person. And so I'm like, I refuse to have this mediocre, I mean, first of all, really terrible marriage. And then when, and then things got good. So we kind of like, oh, we don't need therapy anymore. And so mm. we stepped out and then we we're just in this like more stale blah. Cycle. Um, and then you start bickering again and then we're like, okay, let's, let's go back to therapy. We always are our best selves when we're in therapy. So, Interesting. um, and so, yeah, like now, you know, Derek, well, the other day he, uh, he smiled at me like a real hearty smile. And, and I noticed, uh, an extra wrinkle in his eyes and I got teary eyed and Aww. I was like, babe, like we're growing old together. <laughs> like we're doing this. It's happening. We've yeah. worked so hard for yeah. this. And so, yeah, cool. it's, it's just, it's possible. It's a lot of work, but it's, it's so rewarding. And it's also, even if it's not rewarding to your marriage, and even if your husband or wife doesn't comply and doesn't want to go to therapy, I would still encourage the individual to go because it's your best chance at happiness. Mm -hmm. You leaning in to the pain and discomfort of being introspective, (laughs) which it is sometimes my therapist, he doesn't let me he doesn't like the awkward silence when I don't answer a question and he'll just sit there and wait Wait for you to go. I'm like, Oh, you're really going to make me go there. Okay. Um, so it's hard work, Mm. but I always say I am most proud of the things that have come out and the qualities and attributes in me that have come out from the grind of the, of our marriage difficulties. Mm. So, I don't know. I, I like every child that I see that gets his own way and is entitled and spoiled. Like, no, thank you. This is why I think God allows this to happen. Getting back yeah. to what you're saying about like leaning into whether it's an unplanned pregnancy or whatever the situation it's, we get really ugly when things go our way, we become entitled, spoiled little brats. So bring it on. <laughs> Well, because it's those greenhouse experiences in life and seasons where God grows the deepest character in us. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to go through the greenhouse. It's hot. It's uncomfortable. It's painful. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of pruning, but that's really where God shapes us and prunes us into the people that he wants us to be. And sometimes it takes Mm -hmm. those sandpaper kind of situations to get that out of us. So, and we have this like stupid Hollywoodized, romanticized version of love, that love is this wonderful feeling that you wake up with, with your spouse every single day. And Mm -hmm. all they can ever do is make you happier when the truth is love the best definition i've ever heard is love is the will to work for the good of someone else Mm. 
the will, not the feeling, not yeah. the emotion, the will, the decision that I'm going to work for that person's better life, better future, better relationship with God. It's the will to work for the good of someone else. And sometimes you'll feel that. like it and sometimes you won't. Yeah. But marriage is working towards that. And in the end, I think it's so neat that the prize you get is to be able to look at your spouse and go, we did it. Yeah. We've made it and we will continue to fight this fight and we'll continue yeah. to make it. Because it was so, so many times that we almost didn't make it. And so we've said a thousand times since 2017, like, oh, we wouldn't have had this moment of cutting down our Christmas tree. Like, thank you for staying with me. Mm. And he'll be like, oh, thank you for, you know, and we're just so awesome. grateful for each of these. It sounds like corny, but the little joys. I think also like a support system. Like Around. we have really great friends awesome. and family that one, you have to dare greatly to be open to mm. um, with discretion. Yeah. But yeah, without them as well, like we I do feel very fortunate that we had that support because it'd be a much potentially different story if we hadn't mm -hmm. so so we'll i'll link some of the websites that you recommend for those who are kind of wrestling through those areas to the kind of description for this video and this podcast and maybe i'll link some of that uh, focus on the family marriage retreat that you talked about just so that people who are listening if they're really looking for solutions or help um, mm -hmm. You've just demonstrated, and this is why I wanted to have this conversation. You've just demonstrated both the the, the commitment that's necessary to see through some of these hard situations, but mm -hmm. also the openness and authenticity that's necessary for other people to benefit from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's what you called them, right? A couple of times you called them expensive lessons mm -hmm. that you had learned, sometimes financially, sometimes emotionally, right? Yeah. But why wouldn't we learn from somebody else's, you know, mistakes mm -hmm. or areas that they've learned? So, well, that's yeah. it. Like if we're in Proverbs, we're supposed to learn from others, and right. The others aren't talking <laughs> like how do we do that so and our so our desire to make ourselves look perfect on social media and pretend mm -hmm. like we have no problems is actually it's actually harming people around us yeah if we would be honest enough about to confess our sins to one another like james mm -hmm. says and pray for each other if yeah. we could just practice that simple thing we'd all enjoy each other more yeah and we'd be so much further along in our relationship with god and emotionally with the people around us well and so um yeah like we he's become my rock and and mm -hmm. We just um, are so eager to cautiously share our story yeah. with, like you said, let those who have ears, let them hear. And yeah, we still get the odd person like you know will always tilt their head and how are you and Derek doing? right and yeah you're gonna get that yeah but we're just like yeah we're great and some days are great and some days are bad and you know Good you just kind of have to um you do have to swallow there there was a season of just feeling like man our marriage is a joke and we're the joke of Chatham Ken and that mm. was those were hard seasons especially um where I, I'm particularly wired to care so much about what people think mm. too much at the time and so it's not I don't want to make this sound like you know easy or um no you know light in any way but it I definitely it's worth it and um it's a beautiful testimony I really think it is I think oh, it's I you. think it's inspiring it's so countercultural to the world that we live in and I that's why I wanted to have this conversation I think it's exactly what we need to hear well, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. <laughs> thank you for coming on, Andrea. It's been a blast. Uh, there will be lots of people, I think, who will be affected by this. And uh, yeah, we'll leave some links to some of the most important uh, people, places, and sites that they can go to when we're done. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for all that you're doing, too. I, I appreciate uh, all of the people speaking truth <laughs> in this day and age. Awesome. Glad to do it.